What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Bear of Texas, and well, it certainly has been a very very interesting end to the regular season for the Dallas Cowboys. But before I get to that, I guess I owe everybody an explanation because I did not preview this week's game. I actually just got back into town. I was actually in San Diego for a you know little vacation. But most importantly, you know something huge happened in my family. But uh, can I kind of keep on uh, add to myself? It's something huge, but you know I'm, I'm sure you know if you guys follow me on Twitter, I'm sure y'all saw it. It's uh, something very, very proud, very unique. It's it's really going to change the face of the family, so uh, I'm proud of that. But, you know, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, believe it or not, despite the fact that I was out of town, I was actually, I actually caught the game between Dallas and Philadelphia. And all week, I was kind of telling myself, man, these fucking Cowboys just can't get shit right, you know. Early in the week, we find out Micah Parsons is placed on the COVID-19 protocol list. And then soon, we found out Trayvon Diggs is questionable because of an illness. Same thing goes with Anthony Brown. You know, several players in. You know, Trayvon Diggs would actually end up being ruled out. Uh, I forgot who else was ruled out for Dallas, but I know that there were several players for the Dallas Cowboys that were ruled out. Um... Yeah, let me see if I can uh, pull it back on tw- uh, back on Twitter. I'm pretty sure the Dallas Cowboys public relations. Ah, here we go. Okay, yeah. So Trayvon Diggs was actually well, he was listed as inactive, yeah, because of an illness. And Tony Pollard with with a foot injury, and then uh, wide receiver uh, CB Fihoko was actually uh, out as well. And so it was defensive tackle Quentin Bohanna and backup quarterback Will Greer. But it was finally good to see tight uh, tight end Blake Jarwin be reactivated, but. Uh, it's unfortunate that you know, you know that he had been hurt. He had been on the injured reserve for two months with a hip injury. Um, Donovan safety Donovan Wilson actually was not part. Of the, didn't actually play. He didn't actually fly to Philadelphia. Trayvon Diggs and Tony Pollard, from what I understand, and all the other inactives actually did not fly to Philadelphia. You know, we were talking about the. Uh, you know, the 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 reserve of the COVID nineteen protocol list. You know, safety J Ron Curse actually joined the list as well. So, hopefully, uh, they'll be back next week. So, uh, this coming week, I should say, uh, when the Dallas Cowboys play the San Francisco 49ers in the first round of the playoffs, and we'll get to the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys game soon. But, uh, my man, you know, I'll be honest. You know, when I saw that earlier in the week that. The likes of Fletcher Cox, Dallas Goddard, and several other key starters for the Philadelphia Eagles were actually also on their COVID protocol list. I said to myself, well, because now with the NFL, it's it's a five-day thing. 
I was like, oh, you just wait. On Friday or Saturday, they're all going to be reactivated. This game's going to be back on. It's going to be an NFC East showdown. And the Dallas Cowboys could very likely get their ass kicked. So, not going to sugarcoat nothing, folks. Yeah, I mean, after as I was still upset having my doubts because the Dallas Cowboys simply could not get it done against the Arizona Cardinals, I was just, you know, <laughs> just, you know, you know, continually doing what I kind of do best. You know, just, you know, putting all, you know, all the facts, even though they're negative. I was like, yeah. But, surprisingly enough, you know, I actually was not aware that Jalen Hurts was declared inactive until probably about 20 minutes before the game. I remember getting to my hotel, and they had a TV in the lobby, and they were actually going to show the game. I was actually, my mom actually wanted to watch the game with me downstairs, but I told her, Mom, there's, there's no volume. I need, I actually do legitimately need the volume. And at, at first she told me that it, w- it would be fine, you know, and she asked me, you know, please, you know, come on, for me, Alex, you know, I, I love my mom, you know, watching football with my mom is pretty interesting, I mean, <laughs> even too, sometimes she'll actually kind of go like, what the hell was that, but uh, but we tr- we did, and you know, it, <laughs> and probably like not even two minutes into the game, without volume, my mom already grew bored, so I was like, yeah, he's, I'm like, you see, mom, you need, you need the volume, especially in these kinds of games, but uh but, you know, seeing Gardner Minshew start for the Eagles, I, I, I figured, I was like, well, Gardner Minshew, I, I would not underestimate the guy. I mean, this dude could easily destroy you. But seeing that Philadelphia rested a lot of their starters, it, we did see Devontae Smith briefly. We saw uh, Jason Kels um, actually go in for actually one snap, you know, to keep the starting streak of 122 games alive. But for the most part, the Eagles rested most of their starters. But... You know, even the Cowboys sometimes had a hard time. Even the Cowboys' defense actually had had a difficult times at had difficult moments as well. I mean, especially on the opening drive when Philadelphia, you know, converted a long third down. You know, Kelvin Joseph originally tipped the ball, but it was caught by I believe it was a Ward of the Eagles, and Eagles would drive down the field and score a touchdown. The Cowboys would immediately respond, and the Cowboys would kind of start doing their thing and. I like that, and for the most part, it, the game was pretty, uh, it was interesting to watch. I mean, Philadelphia still, you know, had some big plays, and for the most part, you know, the Cowboys had their starters, you know, Cooper, Elliott, Lamb, you know, most, all, all of our guys on offense started, you know, and we were supposedly going against the, the Eagles reserves. <coughs> Excuse me. But, I was like, you know, coming into this game, Dak Prescott was, you know, needed five touchdowns to break Tony Romo's record for most touchdowns thrown in the season, and Dak Prescott actually broke the record. So the record now is thirty-seven touchdowns in a season. Now, of course, as everybody knows me, you know, not a fan of Dak Prescott, very critical of him. That I'm gonna go out and say, big deal. He did it against a horrible Eagles team. Look, it's a. It, it is true, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, has, does actually do well against the bad teams, but against the good teams, it's it's a different story. Look, I'm not going to take it away from Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott broke the record. Congratulations to him. I'm proud of him. I'm happy for him. Dak, keep up the good work. You know, that, you know, prove me wrong. Like, you know, make me eat my words because I'm doubting you, brother, and I want you to prove me wrong. So, Dak... Prove us wrong in the playoffs. Do your best. Like, prove to the world that you can get it done against the better teams, okay? P- please prove it. But, you know, Dak Prescott, you know, played exceptionally well, you know. Had a couple of incompletions, you know, overthrown, underthrown, you know. 
the, you know, as we know, Dak Prescott, in my case, and I always remind, he's known for be, for the inconsistency. But this game was respectable. 21 for 27, 295 yards, five touchdowns. Again, broke the record. Again, of course, it was the it was against the the backups. I get it, but look, you know, the record's broken, and I guess there's a little bit of pride. And you know, despite the fact, look, I'm not a fan, you know, big fan of Dak Prescott. I am critical of him. Look, I'm gonna give him credit for it because let's be honest, the, the inconsistent, the way how Dak Prescott has a habit of being inconsistent at times. He could struggle against horrible teams. I mean, hey, he struggled once against the New York Jets back in 2019. I mean, he struggled against several teams you know, that, that have struggled. I mean, he struggled against the Denver Broncos and against the Las Vegas Raiders. So, you see, very interesting. Oh, and uh, looking like that, you know, when Dak Prescott threw a, t- a 24-yard touchdown pass to Cedric Wilson, you know, that made it thir- touchdown number 34 of the season. And that, and that tied, you know, Tony Romo, who threw 34 in uh, 2014. And that was the second most touchdown passes in, in a season in team history. You know, check this out. You know, Cedric Wilson, I believe, you know, scored twice. Let me double check. You know, I mean, I was actually pretty tired today. It was hard to pay attention to all the stats. Yep, scored twice. You know, Cedric Wilson... Finished five carries for 119 yards and two touchdowns. Amari Cooper had five catches for 79 yards. CeeDee Lamb actually had only had two catches for 44 yards and like that. So, so it's pretty interesting, but like that. So, let me go back to right here. So, Wilson, you know, finishing the season with six touchdown catches, he joins Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz as the Cowboys... To have six touchdown catches each this year. And it's actually the first time in franchise history that Dallas has had four players with, with at least six touchdowns in a season. So that's pretty freaking unique. You know, and then, you know, as we know, the record previously was 36. Tony Romo had 36 touchdowns back in 2007. And, you know, when Dak Prescott tied it, it was off of a nine yard touchdown pass to Dalton Schultz. You know, that was right before halftime. The Cowboys, you know, took advantage of a horrible punt and then immediately, uh, immediately drove down the field after a huge play to uh, Cedric Wilson. So, you know, and speaking um, of uh, Dalton Schultz, you know, caught two touchdown passes in the first half and he has eight touchdowns this season. That's tied for third most touchdowns receptions by a Cowboys tight end in a single season. And Dalton Schultz actually joined Jason Witten as the only tight ends in team history. Top 800 yards in a season. And I got—I I tell you what, folks. Dalton Schultz is one of those guys that the Dallas Cowboys need to s- sign, re-sign in free agency. But I, I fear that we're, we're going to lose Dalton Schultz because you know I feel like we got to pick between Dalton Schultz or Randy Gregory. You know, we also have you know Cedric Wilson's also a guy that we we, we need to sign, and it's going to be really difficult and probably damn near impossible to <laughs> to sign everybody, but. But check this out. You know, against the game, you know, Schultz and actually Wilson both scored twice. You know, Schultz and Wilson, who both had two touchdown receptions in that game, they're both the first Cowboys duo to have two receiving touchdowns in the same game since 2006 when Terry Glenn and Marion Barber both scored twice in a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, that's really interesting. Really interesting. So, so congratulations to Dak Prescott. I'm sure there's something else. I'm looking at, you know, the Dallas Cowboys public relations and have all these, you know, Little facts like that, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, man. 
and the situation with Zeke is is difficult. But you know, speaking of Dak Prescott, you know, finished you know with four thousand four hundred forty nine passing yards. You know, had thirty seven touchdowns and ten interceptions. You know, finished you know a, a rating of one hundred hundred four a completion rate of six of about sixty nine percent. Which is actually a career high. So, so for a guy who's inconsistent and supposedly in a slump, I mean, I, I, that's what the Cowboy fans have been saying to me. I mean, some of them, you know, so much for being in a slump, Bear man. Because you know, of course, you know, a lot of them kind of get to me because I'm so critical. I'm like, look, the numbers are great, but we need to we need to make a deep run in the playoffs. So, if Dak Prescott can take us to, as far as the NFC Championship and play his best in the NFC Championship, then we got a different story. But like I said, Dak Prescott. I want him to prove me wrong. So, say it again. So, so Prescott, it was good to see you see him. You know, after what happened to him last year, had the gruesome, you know, f- uh, ankle injury, played in all sixteen games, had four hundred ten completions out of five hundred ninety six attempts. Again, a sixty nine percent completion rate, uh, very close to four thousand five hundred passing yards, averaged about eight yards per throw, threw thirty seven touchdowns, which again is is now a record. So, so Prescott, respectable, but again, we need to see him put the big performances against the big teams. Like, we need to, we need him to do extremely well against Green Bay, you know, against the Rams, you know, this week against San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco, some would say it's not the best team because you know, they, they, but they just, they just beat the Rams. So, you know, and, and the, the Rams, you know, the fact that the Rams blew a seventeen nothing lead and San Francisco beat them in Los Angeles. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Well, so this Kyle Shanahan and uh, forgot you know the name of the head coach of the uh, uh, Sean McVay. Sean McVay. I mean Sean McVay uh, not never ha- has not really done too well against the 49ers since he uh, arrived in the uh, city of Angels. So yeah, I mean I know my boy Darnell is pretty pissed off about that. So I'm sure if when he's been listening to this, he's gonna be shaking his head and not too happy that I'm mentioning this, but. Anyway, so, you know, Dak Prescott, look, you know, as critical of I, as I am of him, he is putting up the respectable numbers, but what I need him to do is, is for him to play great against the good teams, and we need a deep playoff run. So, again, you know, the records, they do mean something. I mean, stats are just numbers, and but these facts and these records that he's breaking, I mean, those do mean something, but he's got to build up the momentum. I mean, the Cowboys finishing the season 12-5, and five, when you know several games they lost that they should have won. I mean, we should have beaten Arizona. We should very well be thirteen and four, but you know we should be better than that. But look, twelve and five is better than eleven and six because eleven and six is what I strongly feared. I even said at one point the Cowboys wouldn't even make the playoffs. Much uh, I said they wouldn't win the NFC East, much less make the playoffs. They've proved me wrong. I want the Cowboys to keep doing that. So anyway, so look at Zeke Elliott who actually had a, a thousand rushing yards this season and. Speaking of Ezekiel Elliott, it's just it's really been hard to to really root for him because the 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 numbers are just I don't know what to say because you know the the I mean especially the production this season it's it's just been horrible because I look at the the games he had this this year and you know. It's good that he, you know, for the fourth time in his career, he, he hit the uh, 1,000 uh, 
milestone because last year he didn't get he didn't hit he didn't hit a thousand uh, yards. But this this year he finished with with a thousand and two. But you know I'm looking at the game log, okay. And Zeke Elliott only has two games, two games with a hundred plus yards r- rushing, okay. Last week in the week against Arizona, nine carries for sixteen yards. The previous week, nine carries for thirty-seven. I mean, after he had 110 yards, okay. Let's look at that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven games under under 50 after under 50 rushing yards. Now, of course, the offensive line has struggled too, but the bottom line is Zeke Elliott. We have not gotten his the best from him since he's been paid. I mean. He's now, you know, he just finished his third season, you know, since getting paid, and we're not getting what we wanted. The the lack of explosive plays. I mean, I, I understand he's been suppo- he's been injured too in the offensive line, but at the end of the day, it's not just on Zeke. I mean, if the offensive line can't do their part, and you know, like that, you know, it's teamwork. But the bottom line is, folks, is that Zeke Elliott's production has just slightly been, you know, decreasing. You know, ever since his rookie year, ever ever since his first couple of years in the league. It, 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 it's really uh, it's really tough it really is so you know here's something really interesting did you know that this season I believe 21 pl- uh, 22 Dallas Cowboys actually scored a touchdown this season that is pretty freaking amazing I mean Ito Smith, you know, when the Cowboys finally pulled out their starters in the fourth quarter, running back Ito Smith became the 21st player to score a touchdown this season for the Cowboys. That tied an NFL record for the most players to reach the end zone in a single season. The previous players to do that was the 1987 LA Rams, the 2000 Denver Broncos, and the 2007 New England Patriots. And then the final touchdown of the game for the Cowboys, Jaquan Hardy, who scored a 22-yard rushing touchdown. That made him the 22nd Cowboy to reach the end zone this season. That set a new NFL record for most players to score a touchdown in a single season within the team. So congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys and on that. And check this out. After the win, the Dallas Cowboys finishing a perfect 6-0 against the NFC Least. That's right. The NFC Least because that's exactly who the Dallas Cowboys are. The NFC Least. Which is actually the only the third time in team history that the Cowboys went undefeated in in their own division. The last time that happened was in 1998. The first time that it happened was in 1969. So I mean, the Cowboys, you know, really some really interesting things. And Cowboys finishing the regular season with a plus 14 turnover differential. You know, th- that's amazing. <laughs> And the last time the Cowboys finished with a season with a differential of at least plus 14 was back in 1981, 40 years ago. And twice this season, the Cowboys scored 50-plus points. You know, which was, you know, the first time was it was uh, the day after Christmas against the Washington football team and just this one against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. The only other time that the Cowboys scored 50 or more points several times in a season was in 1980 and 1966. During the days of, of none other than Mr. Tom freaking Landry. Man. So much, you know, being like that right here. And 
You know, going to this game, Dallas was 30-29 and 29 at all time playing in Philadelphia. Hmm. Very interesting. But the game was certainly interesting. You know, again, you know, the Eagles, you know, wrestling their starters, you know. You know, the, 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 and of course, you know, these Eagle fans, you know, tried, I, I say, kept saying that, you know, there was actually one Cowboy fan that decided to turn the tables and said that the Cowboys put up 41 points against the Eagle starters back on Monday Night Football in Week 3, so... <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, but you know, I didn't do any of the trolling myself. But you know, the Cowboys actually, I believe, scored about. It says here they scored 486 uh, points this uh, this season. That actually surpasses a season. Uh, that actually surpa- surpasses a previous record when the Cowboys scored 479 in a season. That was back in 1983. So. I mean, the, the offense is cl- clicks, but, you know, again, when, when, the, when the offense dominates against the horrible teams but doesn't do well against the bad, against, against the good teams, I mean, it hurts. So they, that's why I'm saying, you know, the Cowboys really got to uh, get it together. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to take a quick break. When we come back, we will discuss the upcoming playoff game against the San Francisco 49ers. Please don't go anywhere. Cowboys talk will be right back. And ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys talk is back. And I was just got done, you know, going over the game against uh, Philadelphia as far as the stats goes. Uh, before we go, we deep uh, dig deep into the game playoff game against San Francisco. It, it, it's always fun, of course, seeing the Cowboys beat Philadelphia. You know, going out through all, all these uh, facts and you know a couple of the stats. You know, Zeke Elliott's production just repeatedly declining, especially since he's been paid. You know, Amari Cooper. You know, had another respectable season. Of course, Ceedee Lamb as well, and one of the defense, you know, especially this game. You know, I, I thought without Parsons and Diggs, it would hurt us bad. But turns out we did fine. But then again, you know, the Eagles had their backups in, so you know, Gardner Minshew started, and but anyway, so so now the Cowboys getting ready to deal to, to deal with a very very familiar foe, because ladies and gentlemen. The Dallas Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers are meeting in the playoffs for, for the first time since the 1994 season. Who, who, you know, for me, in my case, I'm too young to remember the days when the Dallas Cowboys and San Francisco 49ers were bringing the holy hell out of each other in the playoffs. I mean, who will forget, you know... This Cowboys and 49ers rivalry in the playoffs, this didn't start in the 90s. This goes way back. I mean, of course, there's the, the famous you know, catch with Joe Montana to Dwight Clark, and the 49ers will go on to win the Super Bowl. You know, the Cowboys were heavily favored over the 49ers, but 49ers started at their own six-yard line and then drove down the field, and then Dwight Clark makes that miraculous catch. You know, the 49ers dominated the 80s, and... You know, in that time, you know, in 1992, when the Cowboys met, you know, traveled to Candlestick Park in San Francisco to, to take on the 49ers, and the 49ers were heavily favored, but the Cowboys pull off the upset to beat them 30 to 20 in San Francisco, and the Cowboys go on to win the Super Bowl, and then you know the next year there's a rematch, and in, in, in this game, in, in, the, in the 1981 game, I should have, and I forgot to mention the 90 with a catch and this game of 30 to 20, those were NFC championships. The, the winner would this would decide the winner goes to the Super Bowl and next year the there's a rematch this time it's at Texas Stadium 
And the Cowboys just obliterated, and I mean absolutely obliterated the 49ers. I mean, Steve Young got sacked so many times. I mean, I mean Steve Young was just, you know, playing a game, you know, overwhelmed. I mean, San Francisco still put up 21 points, but for the most part, Steve Young and San Francisco, they were just, you know, completely overwhelmed. So the Cowboys will win 38-21 to and then go on to uh, win the Super Bowl again. But, of course... They, the, the two teams have to meet again, once again, in the NFC Championship next year, that following season. And this time, it's again in San Francisco. And the Dallas Cowboys did not, did not you know, they, they could not make it three in a row. I mean, remembering that game very well, the Cowboys started off, you know, horrible. A couple of turnovers, you know, the 49ers would jump to a 21 nothing lead. The Cowboys would try to come back, but ultimately fall short, and... Of course, that particular play, you know, Deion Sanders getting away with pass interference on Michael Irvin. You know, blatant pass interference. The referee's right there, but didn't call it. Barry Switzer was so pissed off that the Cowboys bench got a flag. You know, 49ers will go on to win 38-28, and San Francisco would go on to uh, win the Super Bowl. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just so, I'm just so young, too young to remember this, and it's, it's a shame too, but... Anyway, you know, as I just mentioned, you know, this is the first time since 1994 that the Cowboys and the 49ers are meeting in the playoffs. You know, th- this isn't a wild card game, but, you know, bottom line is the last time the Cowboys and the 49ers were in a, were in a playoff game against each other, the San Francisco 49ers won and the infamous uh, pass interference took place. So, I really feel like something huge is, huge is going to happen in this one against the 49ers. So... You know, uh, I'm not gonna go. I'm, I'm not gonna go into a full uh, preview of this one. I'm just gonna kind of give my thoughts on what I think of this one. Uh, I'll preview the game uh, later in the next within the next few days. But anyway, you know, going uh, from like that, you know, I I think honestly, I didn't expect you know I didn't expect San Francisco to actually play against Dallas. You know, I I figured Dallas would play Arizona again, but. You know, I'm going to take a look at the NFL schedule because there was actually several upsets today. We should definitely talk about that. So I'm looking right now. The the Raiders are beating the Chargers. You know, the Seattle Seahawks beating beat the Arizona Cardinals. So that ended Arizona's uh, hopes of winning of winning the NFC West title. Although the Los Angeles Rams uh, lost, uh, they actually lost to the San Francisco 49ers, and San Francisco actually needed. San Francisco needed the win, and they needed Arizona to lose, I think, to make the playoffs. Well, actually, no, 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 no. That's not true. No, 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 no. Got that wrong. No, no, because no. all, all three of them are in the playoffs. The Cardinals and the Ra- and the 49ers and the Rams are all in the playoffs, as far as I know, so. But, you know, San Francisco needed the needed the win, I think, big time to uh, really you know, make it like that. So, I mean, pull up at the first Super Card Weekend. They'll pull it up right here. Yep, so the Cowboys playing the 49ers. The Philadelphia Eagles will be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are the second seed. The e- and the Eagles will play them in Tampa. The Cardinals and the Rams will actually meet. Will, will actually meet. So. Yes, because, you, know, you know, the Rams losing, you know, that dropped them to the number, to the number four seed. And. So, you know, the Cowboys had to win and in a hope that the Rams could at least lose so the Cowboys could jump up to the number three seed. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had lost, the Cowboys would, would jump back to the, to the number two seed. 
the number one seed was already taken by Green Bay. There was, there was no way uh, fighting out of that. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm not sure if the entire uh, playoff system has been set yet. But as, as far as the NFC goes, uh, like I said, I see you know, got Philadelphia going against Tampa, then Arizona against Los Angeles, and San Francisco against Dallas. And Dallas is the number three seed. And then they got the number six seed, San Francisco, at home. So Dallas has home field advantage, but... Uh, as far as winning a playoff game, I mean, right now I'm like, uh, it's it's gonna be tough. I mean, don't want to underestimate the 49ers. I mean, again, the 49ers beat the Rams, but you know they've had a habit of beating the Rams. So, I mean, the Rams just have a kryptonite against the 49ers. So maybe that's why that happens. But try to see if I can get a better of the playoffs. You know. Checking, you know, looking at the results, you know, the Indianapolis Colts losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, that was just, oh, that's humiliating for Indianapolis. Losing to the Jaguars and then missing out on the playoffs. You know, looking at these final scores, you know, Miami beating New England. I think, you know, Miami actually sweeping New England. I don't even know the last time the Dolphins swept the Patriots. Well, Saints picked up the win against Atlanta, but I'm not sure if the, if, if the Saints actually got a playoff spot. Vikings beating the Bears. The same thing with the Vikings. I'm not sure if they got a playoff spot. The Lions actually beat the Packers. You know, Aaron Rodgers played part of the game, but then Jordan Love finished finished the rest of it. So, you know, Detroit, you know, beating Green Bay at home, you know, for a little bit of pride, and Detroit's finished. Three finishes three and thirteen and one, while Green Bay's thirteen and four, but Green Bay still has a number one seed. But. Yeah. So anyway, I kind of got carried away. So going back to this game against Dallas, what do I think of it? Well, it's certainly exciting because, like I mentioned, I'm too young to remember the Cowboys and 49ers beating the hell out of each other in the 90s. So maybe this is the beginning of something. I can I can finally see uh, Dallas and San Francisco maybe uh, reignite an old rivalry. I mean, who knows? Maybe starting this season we can see Dallas and San Francisco battle out the playoffs, and hopefully, in my case, it, it can all always end in Dallas's favor. You know, um. See, I'm trying to look at the playoff scenarios because I want to see well, who Dallas would face. You know, if they if they advance in the uh, playoffs, uh, I don't know if they actually came out with a bracket yet. I mean, they, hopefully they'll have the bracket when I preview the game. Oh, I'm pretty sure they will, but but anyway, it's good. But you know, there's a lot of players that the 49ers have, you know have that the Cowboys have to watch out for. I mean, George Kittle is number is one of them. Of course, you know, Debo Samuel's is the other. Jimmy Garoppolo as well. So. You know, and San Francisco's uh, defense, you know, don't want to underestimate that. I mean, bottom line is the Cowboys, it's not going to be an easy win. No, I mean, there's, n not at all. N not at all, so. It doesn't show a bracket, but, you know, I mean, this is really frustrating. Cause I, re I really want to see it, but, well, like I said, I mean, who knows? Who knows when that'll be, so. Unless we just know who's in the playoffs, but we still got a couple other things to wait on. But hmm. well, so the Cowboys at least have a challenge. But you know, it's a playoff game, so any playoff game is a challenge, and upsets happen. So, so the Cowboys are gonna have to practice extremely hard this week because you know, finishing the season like that, you know, winning twelve games, you know, setting offensive records, defense, you know, doing good, you know. Having a loaded, a loaded roster, you know, and the Cowboys, you know, winning the playoffs, winning the NFC East, at least, excuse me, and then, and then just, just you know, 
shitting the bed in the first round and being eliminated in the, in the playoffs in the wild card, I mean, it's... It would not be good. And, and the Cowboys really, you know, really have the have the potential and have everything they need to make it far. They, they, they have enough talent to go to the Super Bowl and win it, okay? The problem with the Cowboys is the mentality. And, of course, you know, Kellen Moore, you know, with the offensive, you know, and the questionable play calling. I mean, as far as it gets the Eagles... There was this, I saw still you know more play, more more plays you know that I was like what the heck are we doing I mean what the hell is Kellamore doing but of course you know the Cowboys you know you know being able to get things done against uh, against the, the Philadelphia backups but still but the Cowboys are gonna have to do their homework and they're gonna have to they're gonna have to work their ass off big time I mean I don't care if the game's at, is at Arlington home field adva- home field advantage for the for the Cowboys I mean home field advantage for the Cowboys. In my honest opinion, it doesn't really favor them anything because we've seen time and time again Cowboys have home field advantage only to piss it away. I mean, and the Cowboys did, you know, last time they did the playoffs, they had the Cowboys beating the Seahawks in a very hard-fought game. I mean, that's a game where Dak, Dak Prescott came up clutch. I mean, that I have to give him. And Dak Prescott really beating a good Seattle team. But, but you know, the last time the Cowboys, when the back in 2016, when the Cowboys had the number one seed in the home field advantage, we lost to the Packers. So, it's very likely that the Cowboys will actually face the Packers in the, either in the divisional round or maybe in the NFC Championship if the Cowboys can make it that far. Uh, I, I thought I saw somewhere that the Cowboys actually face the Buccaneers if they beat uh, if they if they beat uh, San Francisco, but I'm not I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I mean, I, I would probably say it's probably got to be the Rams. The Cowboys beat. I mean, if the Cowboys are playing an NFC West team, then I would imagine they're they're playing. I, I would imagine they're, they're playing either the Rams or the or the Cardinals. But well, okay. So now I found a bracket, but I'm not entirely sure if it's uh, if it's accurate. Well, it says here. So Cowboys play San Francisco, and then the next one, the divisional playoffs against Green Bay. So, hmm. Okay, yep. The Cowboys actually have the winner between Dallas and San Francisco will go up to Lambeau Field and play Green Bay. So I mean, if the Cowboys can get lucky enough to beat San Francisco, I mean, Green Bay has not has not lost at home, and we're we're going to, we're going against Aaron Rodgers, so. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has already broken the hearts twice. You know, if it gets the Cowboys in the playoffs, and you know, of course, he would love nothing more than to do it again. I mean, this time it's how interesting it is that Mike McCarthy's our coach, and the Cowboys' defense is, you know, court, uh, uh, you know, everybody said this defense has looked better than it has before. I mean, that's actually true. I mean, the Cowboys' defense looks a whole lot better than it did in 2018, than it did in 2016 and 2014. I mean, this might be the might be, yeah, I have to say, might be the best defense the Cowboys had in a in a long time, but that remains to be seen because we, we have to see how far the Cowboys can make it in the make the playoffs. So, so according to this, so according to the bracket, so Arizona and LA, the the winner of that game will fa- will face the winner of Philadelphia and Tampa. So we can see, we could possibly see Los Angeles and Tampa Bay in the divisional playoffs, or we could you know we we we, we could see anything. But uh, right now, as far as I, as far as I'm concerned, the way I see it is that Dallas and San Francisco, the winner of that game, goes up to Lambeau Field to play Green Bay, and if the Cowboys can uh, 
get the damn job done against the against the 49ers, then Cowboys got a date with the Green Bay Packers, and hopefully the Cowboys can finally get it done. So, well, all the NFC teams are uh, according to this are put in, and there's still actually a couple of AFC teams that uh, AFC spots that are not uh, decided. So. I'm guessing we'll probably find that later tonight, I'd imagine, but I'm not sure, so. <sighs> I mean, as we know, as far as the AFC goes, Tennessee has the uh, is the number one seed, so they have the first round bye. And they'll, they'll either play Buffalo or... Well, right now, uh, Buffalo's the number three seed, while Kansas City is number two, so I guess they're still deciding who's the sixth seed, seventh seed, and fifth seed, because I think it's because there's a game going on right now because the Chargers and the Raiders are playing, and there's actually about five minutes left in the game. I, I guess that's why it hasn't been decided yet. But, but you know, either way, that's the AFC. So the, if the Cowboys were worried about an AFC team, make the damn Super Bowl first. But uh, and right now, that's a pipe dream. But like I said, I, I want the Cowboys to prove me wrong. I want them to prove me wrong so bad that I'm puking my damn words out. So, anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time.